are now listening to The War Report. Uh, B-Will had to drop off, so it's just me, Ike Jones, and Mike G for this latter half. But let's talk some basketball. Mm. Uh, Bruce Pearl uh, did a presser previewing Ole Miss, and he was asked about Auburn's slow starts in games. Uh, Just to give you an idea, of course, in last Saturday's game, Auburn didn't reach 20 points. And this, of course, this is what uh, I was reading Brian Stoltz' uh, article on AuburnSports.com. He says that Auburn didn't reach the 20-point mark until two minutes before halftime uh, against Vandy. Also last week, even despite beating them 94-80, to Vandy jumped out to an 11-point lead before Auburn even began to get on the board. So it's been a pattern that we've seen with Auburn in terms of these slow starts. And Bruce Pearl talked about a few things. He talked about uh, execution. He also kind of said something that was interesting with the coaching staff trying to implement um, new intricacies into the offense, basically trying to build off of some of the basics. And in the course of trying to do that, starting out in games, the guys just haven't been able to execute some of those things as well. But it boils down to execution. He also talked about outside of Jabari Smith uh, as a team, they haven't really shot the ball well. We know Jabari has been on fire uh, the past few games, but outside of him, as it pertains from the three ball and from the perimeter, Auburn has been struggling, particularly with our two uh, main scoring guards, I mean, KD and Wendell. I want to ask you guys, obviously shooting better is the obvious thing here. Right. Um, But what are some things in your opinion that Auburn can do to prevent these slow starts as we're getting close to turning time? Uh, I talked about this a little bit in, um, in my Jabari Smith video for you patrons, you go out there and watch me do a quick breakdown of Jabari Smith um, and how I think that because Jabari is starting to come into his own as an offensive threat, that they need to play through Jabari early. And I've said this before on lives, but um, we looked at in that video an actual situation where they ran a set specifically for Jabari coming out of the second half in the Arkansas game. And that's a set that I think that we can play through a lot um, to be able to get the ball in his hands and allow him to make the defense dictate how they're going to play him throughout the game and then adjust off of that. I think the best way to be able to get your offense jump started is to put the ball in your best scoring threats hands and make them stop it. Right. Like we're not going to figure out how to get somebody else going and then Jabari will get going whenever he does. All right, cool. We're going to we're going to start. We're going to come out the gate punching you in the mouth with Jabari and you're going to be like, oh, man, it's going either it's going to be. Oh, man, it's about to be one of them nights and Jabari is just going to keep scoring on them because they can't stop Jabari. Or it's going to be like, okay, I see how they're doing this. Now we can run the counter to that where we've got this other action because they think this is what we're, we're, we're attacking them with. We already had a, another plan in place. I think start with Jabari, play around outside of that set because what it's been happening is we're going to either the flex action or we're going to the screen and roll with Walker Kessler once Wendell gets in the game, right? And teams are just saying, okay, I know what you guys are doing. You're running the flex. If you run the flex and the personnel is this, this is typically where you're going. If you're running the screen and roll action with Wendell, we're just going to play it in this way. Um, and so you just kind of have to come up with that. And that's what it seems like from what Bruce Pearl is saying. That's what they're attempting to do is like, okay, you guys run this. Everybody understands that we run this. Here's the other stuff that we can run out of that and mm-hmm. making people have to adjust to that. new. And he's doing it so late in the season, there's not going to be a lot of tape on it once they get to the tourney. Right. Mike, what are your yeah, thoughts, man? I agree with Ike. I think 
run the offense through Jabari early, but I would just add Kessler as well, too. Those two have become quite the dynamic duo on the court together. So Mm -hmm. get the ball in the hands of your best playmakers. I get the rotate and get multiple guys involved. And, you know, what he said in the presser was, we're at our best when everybody contributes. And in that loss, not everybody contributed. And he's right. If you go back and you look at the last five games, regardless of win or lose, there are guys who norm- didn't do what they normally do. Right. And so the game was either a lot closer or we lost. So KD can't go out and have a two-point night. Wendell Green can't go out and two and go two for ten. Right. He shoots too much. To go two for 10 and for us to, to, to have a good night offensively. So it just feels like it's taking them into the second half to get into a flow offensively. And I think that if you go to your go-tos early, move, move the ball. Uh, you know, KD has been kind of over dribbling as of late. You know, yo, get to the basket, man. Get fouled. Uh, and some of the wins, I remember earlier this season, people were complaining about all the calls we were getting. And then now we're barely getting to the free throw line. Yeah, I want to yeah. say we went the whole first half not shooting yeah, a single free throw. Free throw. Yeah. Right, and I, I don't think you could necessarily blame that on the refs either. Right, we just weren't aggressive going to the to the hole. So yeah. a lot of outside shots, um, definitely a little too much of that happening from specifically Wendell. Um, he has not been either when he goes to the lane. You know, he's not getting calls a lot, which I you know I understand that, but I, mm-hmm. I, I for him. And with um, with Flanagan, I've said this over and over again, the mid range is there all day for them and they 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 get a little too deep sometimes or they're looking to pass when they get into the lane when they should just take take the floater, take the mid range because it's going to be open all the time because teams are playing you to either take the three or they're taking you to drive all the way to the goal. Um, This is a good question here by um, AUB. I'll be. 117 he says does anyone does anyone know why our point guards don't initiate play calls instead of looking to the bench really great question i think it's because they have not been in the offense long enough for coach pearl to let them just go out there and run their own sets and decide what they want to do you have to think none of the guys who play guard for us were on this team last year not a single one of them there is no returning point guard on our squad so they're still trying to figure out the offense i mean this point in the season they probably know a lot of it but what, how and when to go for different things, I think, is going to be important um, as we get into um, the, the the sets. And, and, and again, half court, we haven't been great. So um, I wouldn't trust them to run the offense in the half court. Yeah, maybe. I would also challenge uh, uh, everyone watching our fans to consider that the identity of this team is defense. Mm-hmm. This is a defensive basketball team. And I know scoring and offense is sexy, but, you know, we're past... I mean, guys, we're 27 games in at this point. (laughs) Right? I think they are who they're going to be, and that's a good defensive team that will keep you in every single game. And we're going to have times where we're stagnant on offense and times where we're dynamic on offense. But ultimately, winning is going to be about playing defense. Guys, what do you think about... Something that, that Bruce said that I thought was pretty... Uh, I thought was a good point. To what degree is it that Auburn's offense has to adapt to what defenses are starting to do? Because now they know what Auburn is going to do now. Like if you're, if you're KD, we're just going to try to take the charge. We know what he's going to do. 
Right. You know, he, he he's more dynamic when he's playing downhill. So try to draw offensive fouls from him. So yeah. it, it makes it tougher for him to do what he what he normally does. And so I think that taking away the screen again, you Walker Kessler was like an, you just getting alley-oops left and right. But teams are starting to take that away. Right. So a lot of it is about Auburn having to find points elsewhere and the mm. points aren't coming as easily because now people, now that we're towards the end of the season, they know the scouting report. They know what right. Auburn does. So yeah. that's a part of it as well. That's 100% what it is. It's teams have seen seen this play out enough and they've seen people take it away. So it's like, okay, this is how you stop the, the pick and roll action. This is how you defend the flex, right? We're just going to do these things and Auburn's having to figure out how to adjust and make the adjustment. So we're in that. Adju- it, it honestly took us 20 something games, like 24 games before people started being able to stop it. And so they right. didn't have to adjust. They were just like, it's like, all right, cool. We can just do this and keep winning. And we're putting up 70 plus points per game doing the same thing. So like, why do I adjust? Then you you run into a couple of teams. You run into that Missouri team. You run into Arkansas. You run into Georgia on the road. And they start making those adjustments. It actually started with South Carolina. South Carolina was the first team that right. really pressed Auburn into figuring out some different ways to score. And it, again, I know I haven't been doing as many film breakdowns, but if you watch film enough, you'll see we have been making subtle adjustments to things. Um, you'll see that we are the the um, the back screens are different on certain plays than they have been mm-hmm. typically. Like you'll see that how the off the player off ball on the pick and roll is adjusting differently to different things. So we are making the adjustments. It's just that it hasn't manifested in points yet because the team is still trying to figure out if you watched Auburn offense first three games of the season, you were like, Oh, this is ugly. And then it got pretty because they started understanding how to do those things. And now we're making the adjustments. Oh, this is ugly. Once they figure out those new roles and new responsibilities and these adjustments, it's going to get pretty again. The question is, can it get pretty in the next four games? It only took us three or four games to start the season for it to get pretty. I don't see why we can't hit a stride again as we get into the um, the tournament. Definitely. What are what are your thoughts about? Will we ever see them try to get Zep Jasper involved in the offense in any way? Um, it seems like he's all but disappear. Shooter. Yeah, he's a good, pretty good three point shooter. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't I, know, I, man. He's concentrating on. Uh, it, it feels like on creating for his teammates, and I yeah. think he's doing a great job of that. But like. You know, at the end of the day, I would like to see him take some more open shots and and, and give the defense another person that they got to worry about scoring. There are plenty of guys on this team that can score. Right. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just curious about about that, because, again, I we've seen him hit like I like how he his he has great shot selection. He, he takes good shots and makes them. So I'm I'm like. People are so focused on KD and where they are. That's a great opportunity for Zep to just kind of hit the hit the opposing teams with a jumper here and there because they're yeah. not really playing him as aggressively. He's a great ball handler. He doesn't turn the ball over much. And I think that's one of the reasons why he plays a lot outside of him being a great defender. Yeah. But he can't shoot the ball. So I, I'm just, like we talked about with Jabari, why aren't we seeing any sets that gets uh, Zep Jasper some looks, some open looks? I mean, I think a part of it is is how Zip Jasper gets his points. Um, he is not a create my own shot kind of guy. Um, yeah. And so he either needs to be spotting up, which he typically is not going to be doing at the point guard position unless we start running more wing action. 
and someone like, and then he's an off the ball person, right? Or mm-hmm. he's going to have to get it with one or two dribbles, get to a spot, pull up. Um, it's not going to be the Katie Johnson or Wendell pound the ball into the ground, come off of a screen, shoot it, or get by a guy type of stuff. Zepp Jasper is more of a catch the ball in rhythm, shoot, or one, two dribble, get to a spot, put it up. Um, or transition, right? So if he's going to be shooting jump shots, he's going to have to figure another way to get into the offense if he's going to be running the on-ball point guard position. Because the way our offense works, he's typically at the top. And yeah. the ball rotation for spot-up shooters, it tends to be corner stuff or wing stuff, which he's not typically in. Um, so he's just going to have to, they're going to have to figure out. I think if if as we start playing through Jabari in the high post on the wing, those opportunities open up for Zep Jasper at the top, depending on if they're going to double off of his man or the rotation allows it to come back around to him. So I think that there is an opportunity for him to do that in the future. It just the way that our offense is structured right now, it just doesn't cater to him offensively, which allows him to make sure his focus is getting us into the right sets and playing really great defense. He doesn't have to worry about scoring, go out there and do your part, uh, which he does a phenomenal job of. But we, but uh, one of the things too, I think you mentioned it on Sunday, Ike is how critical our bench is, I mean, the bench is critical for most people, yeah. right? But because of what Wendell means for this team, it's important for him to get his. It's yeah, important for, sure. for him to get his points because if it's almost like he's contagious. If he's doing well, the other bench begins to play with confidence and start playing well. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the thing about Wendell is it, when he's scoring, it makes that screen and roll that much more dangerous, right? Like you yeah. have, like you can't just go under all the time on the screen and roll because if you go under and he's hitting the three then you're going to get cooked all night because he's got the confidence to keep shooting it. All he needs to see is one or two of them go down. He's like, okay, it's green light, and he's just going to keep firing it up. But if he does that and then you adjust to try to press him on it and he can turn the corner, it's Lobtown. That's agree. how the Lobtown works is Wendell hits a couple threes. People have to play that screen and roll differently. Then he's mm-hmm. downhill, and now you pick your poison.